it's Ophira Eisenberg, host of Ask Me Another. Join us on Monday, September 21st at the Bell House when New Yorker cover illustrator Adrian Tomine jumps into the puzzle hot seat with special guest James McNew from Yola Tango. It's going to be great, so head to amatickets.org now. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Our VIP is a Broadway star who has won Tonys for her roles in Thoroughly Modern Millie, and anything goes, she's also the star of a TV Land series, Younger, where she plays a 40-year-old that has to pass as 26 to land a job in the New York publishing industry. Our VIP is Sutton Foster. Our first game is one of our favorites. It's called Product Placement, and here to play it are Jonathan Greenstein and Regina Rizzo. Hello. Hello. Jonathan, you're a high school teacher? I am, yes. How are the kids these days? Uh, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely there. Do you have hope for the future? Absolutely. I was just thinking about how much hope I have for the future today while I was, yes, absolutely. Aww. Why? What happened? I think about it every day. Yeah? Yes, just such hope for the future. <laughs> and Regina, you're a manager at a costume shop. Yes. How long have you been doing that? Since college. Okay. I'm one of the few who graduated with the arts degree and is using it. Oh, well, one of the very few. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you may have thought to yourself, you know, with Spotify and music piracy, it is probably pretty hard to make a living as a musician in today's world. It's true. It's very sad. Sometimes musicians even have to resort to taking gigs on NPR puzzle shows. <laughs> I'm right here and I can hear you up here. <laughs> So it's no wonder that musicians have taken to squeezing names of products in their song titles. If I said Daft Punk's huge 2013 dance hit was really about staying up all night and eating this leprechaun-endorsed cereal, you would say, get lucky charms. So you have to mash up the song title with the name of the product or company. And the winner will move on to our final round at the end of the show. The fryer's gonna fry, 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 fry. But Taylor Swift prefers using a flavored breadcrumb-style coating from Kraft and cooking her chicken in the oven. Jonathan. What is shake and bake it off? <laughs> Almost. Oh, shake it off and bake. <laughs> shake it off and bake. Just keep saying words, Jonathan. <laughs> bake and shake. <laughs> shake and bake it off. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Well done, well done. And just a quick note, not every game is Jeopardy. <laughs> what were you going for? No, that you said it, shake it was... and bake it off, but you started by saying, what is? Oh. <laughs> NPR wasn't my first choice. <laughs> Sir Mixalot said, I like big bloomin' onions, and I cannot lie, when he entered his favorite Australian-themed chain restaurant. Regina. Baby got Outback. Very good. <laughs> Everyone thinks this Third Eye Blind song is about crystal meth addiction, but they really wanted something else. A certain breakfast food that Mikey really likes. Jonathan. A uh, semi-charmed Life cereal. That is correct. Well done. <laughs> when Nelly sang about the rise of temperature, he was talking about the flames he painted on his tricked-out collectible toy cars from Mattel. Jonathan. Hot in her... Hot wheels in here. Yes! <laughs> well done. <laughs> nice. Megan Trainer's doo-wop-style song about positive body image ensures that everyone on the dance floor feels like they're in good hands. 
<laughs> Jonathan. All state about that bass. Yeah, that's right. I am so surprised Allstate hasn't used that yet, frankly. It's so good. All right, this is your last question. Okay. With a certain coffee chain popping up on every corner of every U.S. city, this will soon be the title of our national anthem. Jonathan. Starbucks Spangled Banner. That is correct. <laughs> Puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. How did our contestants do? Congratulations, Jonathan. You're moving on to the Ask Me One More final round at the end of our show. Let's welcome our next two contestants, Risto Filippi and Sean Fluger. Do either of you have your own wiki page, Sean? No. No? Risto? Mm -hmm. All right, Risto, if you had your own wiki page, what would the first sentence of your wiki page read describing you? It would say uh, brain MRI research scientist, probably. And what kind of researcher? Brain MRI. Yeah, what does that mean? Oh, uh, brain MRI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, you said it so quickly because you're used to saying words like that really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I never have to say brain and MRI together yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's what you do. How is it? I find it interesting. But yeah? if I show my wife one of my research papers, it's not intelligible. The English words in the title no. are incomprehensible. Wait, what's its standard title? Diffuse and tensor imaging and sort of septo-optic dysplasia among children. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> it's it's really hot stuff. Uh, it is. It's almost poetry. It is almost poetry. Sean, what would be the first line of your wiki page? It would be, opera singer, composer, and nonprofit worker. <laughs> In that order, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the the fun order. Yeah. <laughs> opera singer. Yeah. What is your favorite opera to sing? Oh, well, I love The Marriage of Figaro, but I wrote my own opera. Oh, and so nice. That, like, I, so I wrote a great part for myself. <laughs> That's <yeah>. good. Smart. <laughs> so for this game, we're going to test your wiki smarts. For each question, we are going to give you the titles of three Wikipedia pages, one of which has been totally made up by us. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how about an example? Of course. Here are three sample wiki pages. List of animals with fraudulent diplomas. List of famous German cats, or list of fictional bears. Obviously, the fake one is the list of famous German cats, because that would be ridiculous. Although there is Kittler. <laughs> right? What is, what is Kittler? That's uh, kittens and cats that look like Hitler. Oh, that's... I'm glad they've been collected in one place. That's good. <laughs> Uh, ring in when you know the answer, or I guess pretend you know the answer, because who knows? These are all crazy. Remember, you are picking the fake one. And if you get it wrong, your opponent will have a chance to steal from the remaining two choices. Here we go. Punchable face, exploding head syndrome, whole body transplant. Sean, a very, very decisive <laughs> ring in. What was the first one? Pu Punchable face. Punchable face, that's the one I thought. Yeah, you're correct. That's totally fake. Everyone has their own list of that. It's not like a wiki list. Yeah, no, you don't need to go to the internet for that, you know. <laughs> it's a personal thing. It's a personal, personal decision. Yeah, punchable face is in the eye of the puncher. <laughs> Here's your next one. Topics that cannot be thought about. List of premature obituaries. Lists of lists of lists. <laughs> Sean? Lists of lists of lists. I'm sorry, that's real, Sean. <laughs> Risto, do you want to steal? The two remaining choices are topics that cannot be thought about and list of premature obituaries. Uh, the first one. Topics that cannot be thought about. That is correct. That is the fake one. <laughs> Calculator spelling. Thumb twiddling, fake whistling. Sean. Thumb twiddling? No, I'm sorry, that is, that is real. <laughs> Risto, what do you think? Um, I think the calculating is real, and it's the second one. 
The, the fake the whistling? You the fake is? whistling is not real. That's correct. Fake whistling is fake. Okay. Hotel toilet paper folding. Toilet paper orientation. Toilet paper bunching technique. Sean. Toilet paper bunching technique. You're right. That is fake. Homosexuality in the Batman franchise. Batman songs. Batman airport. Sean. Batman airport. (laughs) Sorry, that is real. I'll explain in a moment. Risto, it's either homosexuality in the Batman franchise or Batman songs. But there are Batman songs. Um, I'll say A is wrong. No, it's Batman songs is the then fake How one. could that be the right answer? <laughs> it's not a, there's no article. I'm, I'm not saying there aren't any Batman songs in the world. I will also confess that probably Batman Airport is an airport in Turkey, and I probably pronounced it wrong to fool you. Um. <laughs> it probably is pronounced Batman. Batman. But I wasn't going to say homosexuality in the Batman franchise. <laughs> All right, you'll be relieved to hear that this is your last question. (laughs) List of Las Vegas casinos that never opened. List of fictional island nations. List of people who did not become U.S. president. (laughs) Sean. (laughs) Angrily, Sean dings in. Uh, Fine. Las Vegas casinos. No, that is real. Risto, list of fictional island nations or a list of people who did not become U.S. president? Uh, C is wrong. That's, that's correct. C is wrong. List of people who did not become U.S. president would be a very long list. I like that they're both totally mad. Yeah, they're pretty furious. <laughs> <laughs> that, that had very little to do with trivia, I'll give you that. Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Well, it was very close, but Risto has emerged as our winner, and we'll see you again in the final round. Coming up, I'll talk to our VIP triple threat, Sutton Foster, and find out after singing, dancing, and acting what she's fourth best at. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. You're probably hearing this podcast on your smartphone or computer. Things that we use every day. I mean, we can't live without them. We are connected to a screen day in, day out. What is it doing to us? Well, NPR's Guy Raz and the team at TED Radio Hour are asking exactly those questions in a special two-part episode all about our relationships with our screens, how they are changing how we interact with other people, how they are shaping our future. So check out Screen Time on the TED Radio Hour beginning September 11th. You can find it at npr.org slash podcasts or on your NPR One app. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. But right now, let's welcome our very important puzzler, Sutton Foster. Good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, now, I love your new show on TV Land, Younger. You play a 40-year-old woman that is pretending to be 26 so she can get back in the workforce. Yes. When they come to you with a script like that, are you totally flattered that you're being <laughs> asked to play a role where a 40-year-old is uh, playing 26? Uh, y- uh, <laughs> I, was, I was flattered, but then also like stressed out about it, about like, Every, now I've became like more aware of like every 
wrinkle and sag. And I was, you know, it's like all of a sudden I was like, oh, my, my job, like longevity depends on like how long I can pull off this ruse. So I, all of a sudden I was buying like a lot of face creams and sort of panicking. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was great is that I'm actually a, the character is 40 per, trying to pull off 26. If I was actually trying to play a 26 year old, I'd be screwed. So it's, it's great. Cause I always think when Dustin Hoffman was in, uh, Tootsie, did you ever really believe that he was a woman? You always knew that there... So I was like, oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I can... Uh, you got, it's important to see both sides, so yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what were you like at 26? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> 26, uh, I was a mess. I was like a, you know, I was like a flip-flop and flailing mess, disaster <laughs> person. Were you yeah. in New York at 26? I was. I was uh, starring in Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh! <laughs> Okay, so you kind of had it together. No, no. I'm a very good actor. But that was like a crazy time. And, um, and it was a lot for a 26-year-old to sort of figure out and handle and navigate. Now, you auditioned for Thoroughly Modern Millie. I did. I auditioned like five or six times and didn't get it. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. No, I really, really wanted it, and um, but I didn't. I didn't get it. And then I called my agent and said, "If they need an understudy, I'll be the understudy." And they were like, "Yeah, they'll take you as the understudy. That'd be great." So I was like, "God, yay!" And so I we did it out of town. And then about a week before we started performances, the lead got sick, and I stepped in to rehearse for her. And then at the end of the week, they said the role was mine if I wanted it. And then I started freaking out and I was like what you're making a mistake like why are you doing this um and then it all happened it was crazy like I mean that is like the most unbelievable story it is the class now did she get sick or did you sort of I I threw marbles down the stairs (laughs) that's amazing and then you win the Tony for it and after you win a Tony do you have to audition still after that or is yeah I auditioned for the Drowsy Chaperone you did yeah wow (laughs) I brought my Tony with me though of course (laughs) it's just (laughs) your brother is also in the biz yes my brother, Hunter Foster, yeah. Did your parents force you guys to get into theater? No. No? We grew up in a very small town in Georgia. My dad worked for General Motors. Uh, my mom wanted to be a model when she was uh, growing up, but, and she grew up in a small town in North Carolina. She wanted to move to New York. Her father said no. And so she got married and had kids. And then when her children showed any sign of wanting to do something unconventional, she completely supported us. So we, I started dancing when I was four, and I started getting involved in community theater through my dance studio. They needed dancers for a production of Annie when I was 10 at the Augusta Players in Augusta, Georgia, and I got Annie. And then after that, it was like all over. And I was like, anybody? And then I was singing for everybody, and it was obnoxious. <laughs> so I went through a real long, obnoxious period, which is still continuing, and just would sing at, at any account. To anyone who could hear. And you were on Star Search at 15. I was! So how did that go? I lost. <laughs> it was horrible. I lost and I cried. I was so sad. But I lost to this guy named Richard Blake, who's actually now a Broadway performer. And so every time I see him, I give him squinty, <laughs> <laughs> I give him squinty eyes because he beat me by a quarter star. Now, in addition, where I was talking about your triple threat, you sing, you dance, you act, obviously in theater, on television, and you have supplied a prize for the winner of the show tonight. Uh, you have baked them. I baked cookies. You baked cookies. Well, you said you wanted a prize, yeah. and I was like, I, I didn't know what to bring. <laughs> so so you, you made uh, <laughs> double chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I'm worried. We're on like, <laughs> they're really good too. We're on hiatus right now because yeah. our show got picked up. So Congratulations. Thank you. So we start filming again in September. So I've been like trying to keep busy. So I've been doing a lot of baking. Are you, uh, are you a big baker before? No, no, I'm not. I mean, I've, the cookies are very good, but I'm, I'm in the learning process. Okay. And where did you get this recipe from? Where's the recipe? Oh, I wanted to make double chocolate chip cookies, so I put in the Google double chocolate yes. chip cookie. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was like one of the first ones that came up. All right, Sutton, we're going to give you your own Ask Me Another Challenge in a little while. Okay. But right now, you've graciously offered to help us with a game. Yes. 
So one more hand for Sutton Foster. All right, let's say hello to our next contestants, Dan Nascimento and Brittany Correa. Dan, you're a murder, she wrote, super fan? Yeah, okay. I am. I am. What exactly does that entail? Um, that means I've cycled through the entire show, I want to say five times on Netflix. And so there's 12 seasons, Yeah. so it's like 250 episodes. Uh, so is it the kind of thing you watch and then you're like, everything's going to be okay? Yeah, I told, well, that's the other thing. I know like, there's going to be a nice conclusion at the end. And the bad person's going to get you know, caught. That's right. It's Although very I, I do have a theory that she's a serial killer. But a genius serial killer. And it's committed. I mean, who, who was around 250 murders? That's not a cop. I'm just saying. Now, Brittany, you're a sociology major. Correct. So I know everyone goes, oh, what are you going to do with that? But I'm not going to ask you that. What are you not going to do with your sociology degree? That is a very good question because there are so many things that I could do. I will travel the world with my lovely degree and hopefully grad degree after that, because okay. that's pretty much what you can do after that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the smarter option. Yep, that's so, good. Yeah. All right. Well, your game is called Really Anything Goes, and it's a music game. <laughs> so I turn it over to Jonathan Colton. So this is a very complicated premise. Just bear with me as I explain it. We've rewritten the lyrics to the Cole Porter classic, Anything Goes, to be about words that rhyme with goes. What better person to lead this game than Sutton, who won a Tony for singing this song on Broadway? <laughs> Sutton, my deepest apologies for what we were about to make you do. Yeah. Thank you. And just ring in when you know the answer, and we want you to sing the line. So if the, if the answer is, uh, if we're cluing the word, say, bows, you would sing, anything bows. That was good. Thanks very much. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, and Sutton's gonna sing. I am. They're frat boy dudes who like to party. Their love team of sports is hardy. Come before hoes. Anything bros. That's hey! right. <laughs> That's from Kegger the musical. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> That's good. I see it. Okay. There's some on top like Jonas Biden and some whose careers are sliding like Piscopos. Brittany. Oh. I'm going to toss that one over to Dan. Oh, <laughs> oh Brittany. Uh, anything Joes. Yeah, that's right. If going to market you like, if staying home you like, if roast beef you like, if having none you like, if crying out you like, there's no doubt you like your feet, fingers to pose. Brittany. Anything toes? Yeah. <laughs> the, the roast beef threw me off a little yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. That was like kind of yeah, the odd man out. I was like, all right. You're not wrong. Should have had the yeah. piggies in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 It is strange to mention roast beef in a song about Yes, toes. yes. <laughs> I must say. <laughs> but I guess anything goes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well done. Well done. If on the ocean something's floating that interferes with your boating and that thing froze. Does, any, does anybody know the answer? Anything yeah, oh flows. Yeah, flows. F-L-O-E-S, like, a, like an ice flow. Okay. That is cheap. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. If Homer Simpson wants a brewski, there's nothing else he can do ski. Guess where he goes? Brittany. Anything Moe's. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing a shirt today and a skirt today and a belt today to look svelte today and a coat today up to my throat today so none of my skin shows. That was great. Thank you. Fantastic. That, that was perfect. It's, it's us. Yeah, it's, it's us. not you. It's us. <laughs> Things she's wearing rhymes with goes. <clears throat> Thank you for that clarification. I'm just saying. Anything close. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Which I would kind of like to see that store, I've decided. Uh, yeah. Anything, anything close. close? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good, right? Like, where you shop when you've given up? <laughs> <laughs> this is your last clue, so make it count. <laughs> On weekend days, we fix our houses, and where we do, we drag our spouses. No Home Depots! Uh, Dan. Anything lows. Yeah. Ophira, I hope you were keeping track. I was keeping track. Who won that game? Tight game, tight game. But Dan will be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. And thank you so much to Sutton Foster for lending her talent. Our next contestant is on the line. Hello, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Sarah Vargason Cleary from Napomo, California. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm good. Hi, Ophira. There's a whole bunch of people here that want to say hi to. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, there's a whole audience here. Nice. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. So we have a great game for you that is totally in your wheelhouse because I understand you are studying to be a chef. Is that right? Yes, I am a pastry chef. Those cookies sound amazing. Oh, yeah, they do. Do you have a recipe that is your go-to recipe that you uh, gift to friends or bring to potlucks or whatever? Uh, It's a white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and what makes your version special? Oh, it's all from hand. I even make my raspberry glaze from hand. Really? Mm -hmm. There was a gasp over here. I just want to let you know. Well, then you're probably familiar with the Pillsbury website, which promises fun three-ingredient recipes that take no time at all. So we have gone to this website, and your challenge is to identify what these recipes are for when I read you out the three ingredients. For example, if I said refrigerated crescent rolls, half-cup chocolate chips, and powdered sugar, you would say, ingredients I eat when I'm sad. No. (laughs) you'd say chocolate croissants okay yep still with me okay so keep in mind the website uses the uh term three as in three ingredients very loosely here we go let's see if you can figure these out one can of chili with beans four hot dogs one can pillsbury refrigerated crusty french loaf i would say like chili Pigs in a blanket, chili, chili dogs. Yeah, chili dogs. That's right. Exactly. That's a recipe that asks, do you have no plans later? (laughs) How about one can of evaporated milk, one pound uncooked elbow macaroni, two cups shredded sharp cheddar cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Exactly. Now, these recipes do not sound very good to me. I'll be, I, I, apologies to the fine people at Pillsbury's. Yeah, but they're using... That's actually my seven-year-old's favorite way to have macaroni and cheese. Are you kidding me? With the evaporated no, I'm milk? I'm serious. Wow. With evaporated yeah, milk? Yeah, it's her favorite way. How does it yeah, taste? Yeah, because it makes it, gives it a sweet, yeah. a sweet and creamy texture. She likes it. All right. Yeah. Okay. I always expect when you open up a can of evaporated milk, it will be empty. <laughs> <laughs> It's like joke, joke milk. Yeah, joke milk is like, ha, ha. Open this up. <laughs> Three tablespoons sugar, half a teaspoon ground cinnamon, one roll sugar cookie dough, and a quarter cup of flour. This was listed as a three-ingredient recipe. Cinnamon rolls? Hmm, puzzle guru Greg Pliska, what do you think of that, cinnamon rolls? Well, I'm no chef, but you could make cinnamon rolls with that, probably. But that's not the answer we're looking for. Pillsbury would frown upon making cinnamon rolls that way. They would? Oh, that's okay. right, because they have their own. Yeah, they probably just want you to open the can <laughs> yeah, of cinnamon just, rolls. <laughs> get the refrigerated, crusty cinnamon the, roll the thing. The one ingredient. No, uh, Sarah, this is, uh, this is a kind of cookie. A snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle, that's right. 
right? That's like half poodle and... Yeah. Half candy bar? (laughs) (laughs) Half Snickers. (laughs) Such a sweet dog. One can refrigerated crusty French loaf. One can French onion soup. Oh, I can just smell Paris. Eight ounces sliced deli roast beef. I don't know, actually. (laughs) It's a kind of sandwich, Sarah. A Philly (laughs) cheesesteak? Yeah. A kind of sandwich where you take the roast beef inside the loaf and you put it into the soup while you eat it. Oh, yeah. And a beef dip? A what? A French beef dip? dip? Yeah, French dip. French there you dip. go. French dip, yeah, exactly. And finally, two cans refrigerated crescent dinner rolls and 48 cocktail wieners. That's right. Two ingredients on this one. But maybe with pigs so many cocktails. That's pigs in a blanket. That is correct. Hot dogs you can serve with wine. Congratulations, Sarah. You did it. You won. We are going to send you a Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt for you to wear to pastry school. So thank you so much for playing. Well done. Thank you. If you think you can whip up something out of nothing, you should be a contestant on Ask Me Another. Email us at askmeanother at npr.org. We'll send you a contestant quiz, and then we'll see what you've got cooking. Coming up, it's really anything goes when we put Sutton Foster in the puzzle hot seat against her husband. That's right. So stay tuned. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Thanks again for listening to Ask Me Another. And just a reminder to check out NPR's Guy Raz and the team at TED Radio Hour with their special two-part episode called Screen Time. It begins on September 11th, and it's all about our connections to our screens, our smartphones, our computers, how we can't live without these things, how they're changing how we interact with other people, and how they are shaping our future. So check out Screen Time September 11th. Find it at npr.org podcasts or on your NPR One app. Support for Ask Me Another comes from TIAA Cref, a financial services company dedicated to helping clients achieve lifelong financial well-being. An award-winning global asset manager, TIAA Cref, was founded nearly a century ago to serve those who serve others in the academic, medical, cultural, governmental, and research fields. Its investment model and long-term approach are aimed at delivering outcomes that benefit clients. TIAA Cref, created to serve and built to perform at TIAA.org. TIAA Cref, Individual and Institutional Services, LLC. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. And we're about to talk initial impressions with Tony Gale and Matthew Woolsey. Uh, Matt? Did you ever want to change your name from Matthew? It's a solid name, but I don't know. Growing up, I knew a kid named Moonbeam, and so I was sort of enamored by that for a while. Um, I grew up in Northern California, so... So were you like, that's a great name? Yeah, I mean, when you're like eight years old, there's nothing cooler than somebody named Moonbeam. Yeah. Now, I, it would be like awkward in, in meetings and things. <laughs> How about you, Tony? Ever want to change your name? Uh, not my first name. I've considered changing my last name back to what my grandfather changed our name from, oh. which was Gulutza. Gulutza. Yeah. Although my dad tells me I pronounce it wrong every time. Oh. Do you know how he says that you should be pronouncing it? Well, I keep thinking I'm pronouncing right. it right. But so it's that thing where you go Gulutza, and he's like Gulutza, and you're like Gulutza, and he's Gulutza, and you just say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, pretty back. much. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, this game is all about famous people 
whose name starts with an initial. It's as simple as that, but we've also reimagined what the initial might actually stand for. So puzzle guru Greg Fliska, give these fine people an example. I'm happy to. So Matt and Tony, if I said, this legendary FBI director's first initial stands for justice, your answer would be J. Edgar Hoover. The winner will move on to our final round at the end of the show. This science fiction author and Scientology founder's first initial stands for lackluster, which also describes the box office receipts of Battlefield Earth. Matthew. L. Ron Hubbard. You are right. The first initial of this R&B singer-songwriter stands for a word that describes anyone who actually believes he can fly. Ridiculous. Matthew. R. Kelly. R. Kelly is correct. Like the cry heard in the magical land of Oz, this children's author's first initial is short for lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Tony. Uh, L. Frank Baum. You got it. And the L, do you know what the L stands for? You don't have to. No idea. Lyman. Yeah, I'd shorten that. (laughs) I thought that was like an ingredient in Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) He loved Sprite. (laughs) He loved Sprite. He loved Sprite. (sighs) Considering how his short stories end, the first initial of this writer's pen name appropriately stands for, oh, the irony. Matthew. Oh, Henry. Oh, Henry, that's right. This spooky movie director may have gotten the idea for his most famous line of dialogue from what his first initial stands for. My eyes see dead people. Matthew. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, all of it. Even the last name was perfect. I know, he didn't hesitate at all. It's kind of suspicious, frankly, Matthew. Dumb it down a little, okay? (laughs) This this Oscar-winning actor's first initial stands for furiously frustrated, like his character Salieri was by Mozart in Amadeus. Tony. F. Murray Abraham. Got it. Great movie. Soundtrack is okay. This is your last question. Though he was born Sean Combs, the initial of this rapper-producer's best-known nickname stands for periodic name-changer. Matthew. P. Diddy. Yes, that's right. Puzzle guru Greg Plisko. How did our contestants do? Well, they both did very well, but Matthew, you will be joining us in the final round at the end of the show. Congratulations. It's time to play a game with our very important puzzler, so let's bring back Sutton Foster. Now, Sutton, this doesn't always happen. You have brought with you your own competitor. I did. And who have you brought with you? I brought my husband, Ted. Ted Griffin, screenwriter. We know your movies, Ocean's Eleven. Matchstick Men? Tower Heist? Uh, what, no? <laughs> no? No, yes. Yes? But let's go with it. Let's stop at two. All right. Uh, Ted, did you guys decide what's going to happen depending on who wins or who loses? No, we haven't. You want to right now? You, you have, to- have to walk Mabel for the rest of her life. That's our dog. No, that's terrible. That's like that's throwing. That's me your dog. Down. I was like, if that's your kid, that's a little. <laughs> Ted, are you uh, competitive? I'm very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. When you're hanging out at home, enjoying time off between projects, do you do board games, Scrabble? We used to play Words with Friends, but I had to stop because he spends like too much time. Like I'm like, oh, there's a word, and I put it in, and then he comes back with like a 126 point word, and I'm like, ah. So, so I stopped playing well, with him. We also play a game where she shows me that she's better than I am. All, all the time. <laughs> oh, That's here, like my favorite game. Here are two Tonys. I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that game, uh, Count the Tonys. Count the Tonys, yeah. <laughs> I like to play Count the Tony Losses. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. Wow, the gauntlet. 
someone's gonna cry tonight. <laughs> this is gonna be perfect. Okay. Okay, so you're against each other. Obviously, you're well-versed in musicals, and Ted, as a screenwriter, you should also know a lot about Oscar winners and Oscar history, so we thought we'd combine your strengths, uh, two areas of expertise, into one stupendous quiz about movie musicals that have won Academy Awards. We're going to dramatically recite lyrics from a well-known movie musical. Okay. Whoever rings in first will tell us the name of the movie. Okay. And if you want to show off, uh, you can also give us a song title, but that's just good for you. Like, that's not an extra point. Okay. Start the car. I know a whoopee spot. Where oh, the... I'm pressing the thing and it's not working. It's because you got to wait till I'm done oh. with the clue. <laughs> I thought you could, like, just go. Do you want to sing the rest of the clue? I don't no, want right. to start. No, no, no. Yeah, if you want to ring it now, you can sing. Spot where the gin is cold and the piano's hot. <laughs> And a noisy brother, and all uh, that. Cheers! Yeah, can I? And the name of the Chicago Sutton. Chicago, that is correct. Toledo. No, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Toledo. That was quite a power play, Sutton. I think you frightened him. I'm ready. Sorry. I wouldn't have to work hard. Yubby dibby 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 dum. <laughs> if I were a bitty bitty rich, idle deedle diddle diddle man. Oh. Ted. Fiddler on the roof. You are correct. Here we go, your next clue. Skyscrapers, boom. In America. Cadillacs, zoom in America. Industry, boom. In America. Twelve in a room. In America. Oh, that's that's. that's. <laughs> Ted, you are a monster. What's what's Ted my favorite line from this musical? I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. I, is that it's, your yeah, it's line? it's Rita Moreno. Okay. Who won? Uh, and as did George Shakiris uh, in 1961 for West Side Story. Yes. But I want to back up a second. What's the act out that you were about to do? It's just a line that... Uh, I know you do. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard that that's your favorite part. We do this thing where she plays Anita and I play Maria. And... A boy like that will kill your brother. A boy like that, go find another. I'm going to let you imagine my part. <laughs> I'm going to have some weird dreams tonight. <laughs> No, 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 no way. No, 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 no way. I'm living without you. Oh, I'm not living without you. Not living without you. I don't want to be free. I'm staying. I am staying. And you, and you, and you. You're all going to love me. Sutton. Dream girls. Do you want to go for the name of the song for a little? Uh... And I am telling, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last clue, and it's a duet. Ready, John? Yeah, I'm ready. Undescribable sights, indescribable feeling, soaring, tumbling, freewheeling <laughs> through a endless diamond sky, a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> A hundred thousand things to see. Hold your breath, it gets better. I'm like a shooting star. I've come so far, I can't go back to where I used to be. Oh, I'm sorry. Aladdin, right? Is that Aladdin? Yes! What? <laughs> but we did the uh, kidnapper version. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was coming across as sexy. Did it come across as creepy? I, anyway, <laughs> it happens okay, all the time. Fantastic. <laughs> happens all the time. Happens all the time. <laughs> Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how did our VIPs do? Well, I have to say Mabel is the big winner uh -oh. because Sutton has won our game. 
of course, you are both winners in our book, so we are going to give you both a uh, Ask Me Another Rubik's Cubes. Yay! Which, of course, you can put right by your Tonys. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> because there's two. <laughs> <laughs> Big hand for Ted Griffin and Sutton Foster. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion, so let's bring back Jonathan, Risto, Dan, and Matt to play our Ask Me One More final round. Our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, will lead this final round titled License to Ill. And in this game, every correct answer will be a word, phrase, or proper noun that contains the letters I-L-L in consecutive order. For example, if I said, it's Michael Jackson's best-selling album you would say Thriller, because it has I-L-L right in the middle. And for your prize, Sutton will be giving you not only a bag of swag from her TV series Younger, she has baked you double chocolate chip cookies. All right, let's play. Jonathan, a playful pajama party conflict involving rectangular cloth bags stuffed with feathers. Pillow fight. Correct. Risto. ABC television drama about country music performers living and working in the capital of Tennessee. Nashville. Correct. Dan, extremely popular device for cooking meat endorsed by a former world heavyweight boxing champion. Uh, the lean mean grilling machine. The George Foreman grill. Yes, Sorry, very George good. Foreman I'll take that. Thank you. And Matthew, three-word phrase from the novel Don Quixote meaning attacking imagined enemies. Tilt at windmills. Yes, very good, thank you. All right, the stakes have gotten higher and higher. Jonathan, Scottish biologist Alexander Fleming won a Nobel Prize in medicine for discovering this antibiotic made from mold. Penicillin. Correct. Risto, the Duchess of Cornwall and the second wife of Britain's Prince Charles. Camilla Bowles. I'll take that, absolutely. Camilla Bowles or Camilla Parker Bowles. Dan, in medicine, it's a device that gives an electric shock to a person's heart in order to make it beat normally again. Defibrillator. Correct. Matthew. Julianne Moore won a Best Actress Academy Award for her starring role in this 2014 film. I don't know. Okay. Shh, audience. Jonathan, do you know? It's still something. I think it's still Alice. You are correct. Matthew, thank you very much for playing. And we move on with Risto, the 13th president of the United States. His first and last names fit the requirement of this game. Millard Fillmore. Correct. Very good. Dan. Long-haired DJ and musician who creates electronic dance music with a dubstepped influence sound. Skrillex? That's correct. Jonathan. Mexican filmmaker whose credits include Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, Pacific Rim, and the TV series The Strain. I don't know. Okay. Risto, do you know? Mm-mm. No. no. Dan, for the game, do you know? No. I nope. Know. The correct answer, audience, who was it? Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. With that tricky <laughs> Spanish I-L-L sound in there. Okay, Jonathan. Irish whiskey brand that's been distilled in Northern Ireland since the early 17th century. Bushmills. That's correct. Risto, landmark 1988 public enemy album featuring the songs Bring the Noise and Don't Believe the Hype. Oh. Public enemy? You've got three more seconds. No, license to Illinois. No. All right, Dan. Is it Illmatic? No, no, nice guess. That's not it. Jonathan? License to Thrill? No, I'm sorry, that's not it either. The answer to that one is... It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Short answer. Has anybody got some Bushmills? Could I get a Bushmills? This has never happened before. This is the problem. Very exciting, everybody. 
We have never had three contestants that are equally smart. <laughs> well said, well clueless. said. Thank you. I've got another question for you. Risto, <laughs> it's a shade of red. Green. <laughs> uh, vermilion? Correct. Very good. So, gentlemen, I'm afraid we've exhausted all the questions we have. No. So we're going to split the cookies three ways. Congratulations. You're all the winner. Thanks so much again to Sutton Foster for the pot cookies. I mean cookies. That's our show. Thanks so much for playing. Remember, you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes or Stitcher. And if you would like to step up your game and be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. And come see us live. Go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Greg Pliska. Hey, my name anagrams the Sparkle Gig. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung, with additional puzzle writing by Matt Foster, Greg Lightman, Josiah Madigan, J. Keith Van Stratton, and senior writer Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogerson, Denny Shin, and Lena Mazitzis, along with Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Bill Moss, Kirsten Muller, and David Hurtgen. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harripe Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, house musician Jonathan Colton leads a game where alcoholic beverages and songs are replaced with... Peach Snapple, that funky Snapple. <laughs> Diet Apple Snapple, that funky Snapple. Bottoms up. Join me, Ophira Eisberg, and VIP author Meg Wallitzer on the next Ask Me Another. <laughs>